to Not So Peter Priesthood Podcast, the podcast where a gay veteran and his emotional support Canadian scream into the void about the Mormon Church. If you want to reach us, we are on Instagram at Not So Peter Priesthood. And you can email us at Not So Peter Priesthood at gmail.com. Thanks for joining us. Enjoy! I don't even have what to know what to expect either. So. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh! Well, welcome, uh, listeners. We have a special co-host, the lovely fiery redhead Katie herself from Not oh. <laughs> Hello, hello! Thank you for having me. You. <laughs> I love it so much. One of my uh, favorite things. <laughs> I know. I love having you on here, um, and always love chatting with you and loving your rage. And also, listeners, <laughs> I was rage- raving about Katie's beautiful curly red hair right now. Oh it's- my goodness, you're just <laughs> making me feel so good because, listeners, it's quite frizzy, but you know what? I'm just going with it. It's giving me. Remember the redhead in Orange Is the New Black. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just going with it. Like, let yeah. it be frizzy. Let right. it be wild. Who her. cares? Natasha. I love her. Yeah. Yes, that's what, that. That's who it is. <laughs> <laughs> you need to um, get on the level of, because there's another series that she's on, um, Russian Doll. <gasps> like, <gasps> huge red hair. It's like, I feel like you told me about that, and you said it was really good. <laughs> it's so good. It's so yeah. good. The second I season's to... a little, I don't know, it gets into other weird stuff, but, like, I don't know. I it's just such a good I need good to series, get but. on my game of uh, watching more of, like, the series that especially you recommend. I'm, like, really bad about watching these series. But listeners, Jake <laughs> has good good uh, suggestions for, for TV oh. shows. <laughs> oh, now you're making me feel good. I'm blushing. <laughs> we were going to do an episode about Midnight Mass. Yeah, and we then, still need to do it, but it's, I mean, it's I, kind of old news now, but it's fine. Yeah, it's I'm going to have to rewatch it because me too. I kind of forgot. Well, not really forgot, but, you know, you want to, like, make yeah. notes about it. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that was such a good series. I loved that one. Mm-hmm. And talk about, like, crying at the end. Jeez. Right. I was not expecting to be crying at the end of that. but I know. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just feeling things. <laughs> I got a lot, lot of feelings. feelings. <laughs> Let's <laughs> <even> go here. <laughs> so, uh, listeners, uh, you might be noticing that Dusty is not on the episode right now. She will be back. Uh, she just needed a little hiatus for a minute. So, I'm the substitute. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, also. <laughs> Uh, the plan was to do like a history lesson, a little, oh. you know, but <laughs> then, then the gift that keeps on giving, which is the church, you know, uh-huh. put out something that was, I was like, oh God, I got to talk about this. So, <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm excited. I, oh, all right. All right. <laughs> Let's just get into it, shall we? Yes. <laughs> you ready to, you I'm- you're seated and comfy. Oh, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm, 
Of course I'm seated because my legs are jelly. I was just telling <laughs> telling Jake that I, yeah, anyway, I worked out my legs and now I can't move. But anyway, I'm seated and I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> Ibuprofen is my best friend, so. Gotta get on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so this is from Church News, lovely. Oh, God. And I hate it because um, this was, like, tabbed out on my phone for, like, a week, almost a week Oh, you know? yeah. Because I kept it on there because I was like, I got to remember to keep this, you know. Yeah, I-, I do that with so many things. And I'm like, oh, I hate having this tab open. But, like, yeah. I, wa- I don't want to forget. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, on, I think it was the 8th of January. Oh, this is kind of, well somewhat near you, in St. George, Utah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Elder and Sister Holland did a worldwide devotional for young adults in um, <laughs> in St. George, and they, it says, Elder and Sister Holland ask young adults to shine the brightness of your hope on a world filled with heavy challenges. Mm. Uh, oh, God. Okay. You already love it so much. Yeah. <laughs> I already want to throw it in the garbage. <laughs> well, not my phone, but, you know. This oh, little... yeah, not your phone. That's expensive. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this is, like, the article. So it just gives highlights. I didn't want to, like, read the whole thing because fuck that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I just the fact just seeing his name just makes me please. I know. Me. I'm just it. It just, ever since, well, it's always, I've always not liked it ever since leaving the church, but then since the musket fire thing mm-hmm. and just seeing just his face and his name, I just already have a distaste in my mouth. Yeah. Yep. It's weird because he used to be one of my, like, one of the quote unquote good ones that I liked, you know, like I was like, oh, he's all right. And then... I feel like he was really popular. I remember people saying like, I love how direct he is, and he's like mm. a warrior for God and stuff like that. And it's like, no, he just is yelly and me. <laughs> also, have you seen him? He's not a warrior. <laughs> no, no, I know. Uh, anyway, uh, so he's talking to young adults um, of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. The Mormons. <laughs> mm-hmm, the Mormons. I I still call like I'll get on Twitter and I call them Mormons specifically. I'm like, oh, you Mormons. <laughs> yeah, because it's it's so obnoxious how they're like. I think you and Dusty have talked about this when people, I don't know, like missionaries or something, will text people and be like, "We're so and so," and the person will be like, "I'm not Mormon anymore," and then the the missionary or whoever will be like, well, I'm not Mormon either. Mm-hmm. I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. It's like, fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so fuck right off right now. Like, that's... <laughs> yeah. Immediately. Take several. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I... That's uh, that um, they're able to separate themselves from it, I guess, now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, but it's... But it's stupid because it's like... But... You, did, you're still the same. Like, you're not... You didn't you just, change. And your previous prophet, like, was all about being so proud that you are a Mormon. And people were putting up those mm-hmm. Facebook profile pictures that were like, I am a Mormon. Mm-hmm. And then however many, eight years later or whatever it is, they're like, oh, don't call me that. <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh, <laughs> that's the devil. Same. Yeah. 
Satan is at work. Whatever you call him, a Mormon, Satan. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and I've heard there's people saying that it's um, what's his Rusty's um, like he's always hated being called Mormon, mm-hmm. and so it's kind of just his. It's a one of his like things that he's changed, but it's a revelation. Oh, of course, it's a revelation. And it has nothing to do with the fact that Googling Mormon will, like, bring up the CES letter. So. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, on that note. (laughs) uh, Let's see. So, young adult members, uh, those to whom current church leaders will pass the baton, can look to a future filled with hope as they shine their light on a world faced with heavy challenges, said Jeffrey R. Holland Sunday evening. Reviews to accept the world for what it appears to be, said the member of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles. Shine the brightness of your hope on it and make what it ought to be. Make it what it ought to be. So refuse to see the world how it is. Mm-hmm. Okay. So everything's roses. Um, oh, the system doesn't exist. Like mm-hmm. the Black Lives Matter movement was just, you know... Everything's hunky dory. Yeah. Let's just, let's just pretend like we're in this bubble. <laughs> yeah. That was something um when I went to BYU Idaho, I just always like I felt like they promoted that idea of like we are a light above the hill and we um we are untouchable and we're this bubble and we're meant to be like preserved away from the evils of the world and all that stuff. And I'm like Yeah. It always felt weird to me, even when I was in it. I was just like, mm-hmm. no, we're supposed to, like, aren't we supposed to, like, help people? Like, help them? <laughs> yeah, that was your humanity coming out despite like, being <laughs> It's like, <laughs> yeah, it, it, the whole thing of, like, we're in the world, but not of the world. Uh, yeah. Type of thing. Ugh. Like, yeah, we're, we're above. We're better than. And, mm-hmm. uh, every, you know, security. you'll be safe and happy in, in this insulated bubble. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but then you think about it, like, Christ was not comfortable ever. Like, he was always pushing up against, pushing against the, like, the, you know, he was never, like, I'm just going to be insulated in my little bubble here and not ruffle any feathers. But that was all his, that was his thing. Like, I'm going to ruffle feathers and I'm going to. And associate with people who were, like, whatever the church would qualify (laughs) now as, like, unsavory, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, all right. Addressing young adults worldwide on January 8th with his, wi- with his wife, sister Patricia Holland, Elder Holland order- offered a powerful declaration that young people must never lose sight of hope or its sister virtues, faith, and charity. Hope, he said, is essential to receive the inheritance God has prepared for his faithful children. Ugh! Mm-hmm. The inheritance. Ugh. Hope is essential for, the, for you to receive your inheritance from God. Ew! Yeah. I don't like how that's worded. <laughs> nope. Well, and it's from Ether, from the fictional book, Book of Mormon. Um, <laughs> uh, ah. It's like a <laughs> paraphrasing from that. But um, so Joseph Smith wrote that, basically. Um, mm-hmm. To do mm-hmm. that, we must realize that hope is not just the message and the manner of the naturally optimistic. It is the privilege of everyone who believes. Mm. Okay. Uh, a privilege which, which is again like I don't know this is like this rhetoric of let's just continue to make them feel like they're like you were saying superior and special and like that we're like it's that message they keep promoting and so it's like 
I'm we are we have the truth. We have yep. we're the only ones that have the truth. And because of that, like, don't pay attention to the evils out there. We right. have the truth right. and we're the good. And that's totally culty. Like, it's just mm-hmm. we, we're the only source of truth. Yeah. Just listen to us, believe us and everything else you don't need to worry about. It's fine. Yeah, and as I was reading this, like, I was just, like, the fact that he's talking to young adults, like, I'm just, like, these are the ones that are leaving. Like, they're the yeah. ones that are, they're having, so, of course, he's, you know, trying to dig this message into them, ingrain it into them. Yeah. That you can't be, you know, don't pay attention to TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't pay attention to TikTok or Instagram or anything. Like, mm-hmm. just, li- yeah, have hope. <laughs> have hope. That, yeah. And, and it's an inheritance like we were it's a you were a chosen person you know like uh, yeah it's, uh, uh, the chosen generation <laughs> always always yeah my mom was the chosen generation like my yeah. grandma was a chosen generation like which one like wh- what is it <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly my grandma her um patriarchal blessing said that she would live to see the ushering in of the second coming and uh that was 20 years ago <laughs> oh my god and it's like that meme that's like i know that christ will return to earth said a billion dead people like in my lifetime <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay yeah that didn't happen <laughs> uh Okay, so it also says that uh, I guess they're celebrating their 60th wedding wedding anniversary. Elder okay. and Sister Holland, yay! They got married at the St. George Temple. Oh, okay. Good for them. I hope he's nice to her. I know. I don't know. I can't imagine. I know uh, what's his name. Very nice. Terrible to his wife. That's oh, what. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Like, um, he has been known to like be yelling at her in public and stuff like oh yeah Gross. Anyway. <laughs> all right this january as the world is gradually coming out of the covid19 pandemic which i'm like um we've been kind of out of it for a while but like what do you i don't know when i was reading that i was like wait is this old <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, this is a welcome chance to say goodbye to a period that has been difficult for many and tragic for some, said Elder Holland. Even as things improve, there's still an average of over 1,700 reported COVID-related deaths each day. He says, this scourge has taken a toll not only on the physical health, but also on the social, political, and economic life of almost everyone on the planet one way or another. A different kind of... Uh, a different kind of scourge is still unfolding in Eastern Europe, where millions of people, including members of the church, have been devastated, displaced, or have given their very lives in a conflict they did not ask for and did not deserve. Oh. <clears throat> but have you done anything to help them? No. Right, right. Yeah, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and then uh, he's, uh, he also talks about, like, the... Uh, like the Ukrainian members and like the Russian members. And I was like, how much are they? From last I heard, they were just like, they aren't even really in Russia. They are, but they can't like proselytize. That's what I heard too. Yeah. But I yeah, thought, I don't know the numbers. Yeah. But whatever. I Apparently they are, are in Russia because he mentioned them. Um, in addition to these tragedies, as well as other troubling cultural and social issues, 
Elder Holland emphasized the world is still contending with mass shootings, immoral content in, in entertainment, and political activity in which fundamental principles such as integrity, kindness, and honesty seem to have been somehow forgotten. Okay, wait, he put immoral content in media, like, in which mass, mass shootings? shootings. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and politics. And, yeah. That's not a good look. Like, mm-hmm. no. uh, wow, okay. Yeah. And you know what he's talking about. He's talking about all the, like, LGBT um, representation that's been happening a lot. Yeah. Lately. Yeah. Like, immoral. Just, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um well that's probably that's just one of the things i'm sure but yeah there's just uh, all right elder holland told the young adults we recognize the understandable malaise i never is that how you say it (laughs) m-a-l i feel dumb m-a-l-a-i-s-e malaise malaise yeah that hangs over your generation. We apologize that our generation has not resolved some of these problems that you now face, but we call you and every other young Latter-day Saint to be the, the moral force that can resolve these problems, that can turn back the tide of fear and pessimism and anxiety surrounding us. Oh, wait. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. So he, as like a boomer <laughs> or whatever he is, maybe he's older than a boomer, um, is like, sorry, we like fucked up your generation essentially, yeah. but... Now it's on you, Gen Z. Like, yeah, come here, on, make that. it better. We'll just hand you this shit pile, and you need to turn That's it into gold. Yeah. Here's a shit sandwich. Here, make it yeah. into a like a <laughs> roast beef dinner. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> if you can do it. <laughs> and it's like, oh, but we caused all that. Like, it's just kind of like that. Um, uh, like our uh, climate. You know, climate change uh-huh. and everything is like it's the same deal. Like, yeah. oh, you fucked up the planet, but here you go, have fun. Here you go, stop eating avocado <laughs> toast, and you can afford a house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, retirement? You want a retirement? <laughs> That's funny. Uh-huh. Sorry. That's really cute. <laughs> Don't worry, CJ will be here by then. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. <laughs> All will be better because he's gonna come back and save the world and. And then you'll be just doing um, temple work for the rest of your eternities. Gross. (laughs) I don't know about you, but, like, that does not sound like heaven to me. I'm like, that sounds, like, awful. Hell, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, All right. Oh, how important it is for you to pray not only for the Lord to prevail in your lives, as President Russell M. Nelson has asked, but also to pray that the values of your life will prevail with others, who are aren't quite so sure yet. Oh. <laughs> Wait, so now it's their responsibility to like to preach and, preach and, and, pray. and bring uh, in the, the questioners or, that are around them. Yeah. So um he's instilling the idea that okay, you have a test you believe, quote unquote, you have a testimony. So now you gotta like make sure that your friends all believe mm. too. And they, and then that creates that whole thing of judgment and, um, mm-hmm. and of like tattletelling yes. you know, and, uh, uh, it's like, yeah, you can't really be, um, it's not like you're really being their friend just to be their friend. You have this agenda mm-hmm. to like bring their soul back. And, Little projects. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They're a project. Not yeah. really a friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
doing missionary work and mm-hmm. always I just I've been that on the receiving end of that and I was like Mm-mm. and I knew what was going on too I was like mm, no <laughs> oh, that sucks it sucks yeah. but yeah they exactly they don't they aren't they don't befriend you just out of the goodness of their hearts they'd befriend you to like you know to make themselves look good because like yeah. oh I activated somebody or um I you know I did that you know it's not or about- even just like that almost like that holier than thou kind of thing like mm-hmm. I, or I am good so good that I can be friends with a non-member or a questioning member like yeah. let me be kind to Press the unbeliever like yeah. Yeah. Just be my friend to be my friend, not because you want to make yourself look good or bring me back or whatever. Yeah. yeah. You know, because that's what why Christ, you know, befriended, you know, the sinners and stuff was because he wanted to look good, right? <laughs> he wanted to make them Mormon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. All right. If as individual disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ, Latter-day Saints were all more loving, peaceful, and kind, and all tried to keep the commandments of God, then we have every reason to feel confident about the world's condition and our own. It's not that simple, Jeff. Mm-mm. You can't, like, this whole thing of, like, always be kind, always be loving, that's, like, that sounds nice, mm-hmm. but that also is, like, code for being a doormat and overlooking mm-hmm. injustices and not speaking up when things are wrong. Exactly. And just being a quiet little, like, go along, go with the flow. It's like, yeah, being loving and being kind are good, but not in every single circumstance to every yeah. single person. Like, well, if you think of, like, the, um, this kind of goes with that activism towards the church thing, yeah, where it's like, it um, just don't rock the boat. Um, and also, uh, you know, what was, that? what was I trying to say? Um, don't rock the boat, but, like, uh, don't... Um, if you, man, I lost the thought, but the, <laughs> I, I, I started thinking about your uh, three-step maneuver, the devil's <laughs> dancing around, you know? <laughs> <Step maneuver>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, um, if you are, oh man, I'm like blanking out now, so we'll just move on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe it'll come back to you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, walking into the future this way, filled with peace and godly promise, we could have an absolutely stunning impact on the world. But like you said, like, it's not that easy. Like, it's it's nice and cute to say, like, just be kind and just be good. But like, I love how you said a, that's just being a doormat. Oh, this is what I was thinking of was um, you think about like the the um, the things, the movements, the civil rights movements mm-hmm. that have happened throughout history. It's not because people were being kind that made those changes. Right. The, even just like the revolution, like the American Revolution, we weren't mm-hmm. being kind then. Like our the people are, they were fighting for the what they needed and what they wanted. Right. right. Yeah. And it wasn't. It was violent, and it wasn't because they, it's because they knew it was right, but also they weren't being kind when they did that. Right. There's certain <laughs> so, things that you need to stand up for, and that. The church could label or someone could label as unkind, but they're necessary for progress and improvement yeah. and people's rights and stuff. So it's like, yeah, like you said, like, sure, that's a nice thing to say. And I, in theory, fine. But like, you can't just always just we're peaceful and kind yeah. and nothing. I'm not ever going to get involved with anything because uh, like everything is good for me. But yeah. 
that's who cares about right? others right yeah. <laughs> um like i think of the suffragette suffragette move, movement with uh women's voting rights and how they mm-hmm. like they were beaten in the streets for wanting voting rights you know and yeah. that's women who are supposed to be the quote-unquote kinder uh, gender you know the gentle g- gentle sex or whatever yeah and i uh, <laughs> i like there's i think it's painted now as like just kind of happened you know but there was actual like beatings and it was like it was a violent protest like it was yeah. like, like it didn't i mean it started they were peaceful at first but like it you know they they were met with violence well and, so, and even if that could, I'm sure it was seen at the time as like, oh, they're, they're rocking the boat. They're not being peaceful. They're, even if it was a peaceful protest, they like, you know, they're going I against like the a lot of, yes, that's it. Yeah. And so they're like, oh, they're not being peaceful. That could be seen as something that Jeff Holland would say, like, don't do. And it's like, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. it was necessary. Yeah. Which is like, now you look at what we're going through today, like with like the Black Lives Matter and like those were peaceful protests for the most part, but then like the riots, whatever, but their, mm-hmm. um, their initial thing was peaceful, you know, yeah. And, uh, yeah. but if like a member of the church, I don't know what they, if they ever said anything about it, I'm sure there were things said over pulpits, you know, um, that like not to take partake in them, you know, right. but but like, why not? Like, it's a good cause. Yeah, like, exactly, exactly. But <laughs> that's not peaceful, Jake. You're not being kind. Who? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, and I wasn't going to mention this, but that, since we've been talking about being kind, there was um, I have a old acquaintance that um, right before it was like right when we was like whisperings of Roe v. Wade being like taken like or repealed mm-hmm. it was earlier last year and um i and she's a member and i um and she has a kid that has diabetes and i um she posted like we're sitting here like freaking out like people most people are freaking out that, like roe v wade's gonna get repealed you know um get turned over and um she posts on social media that like I'm telling my daughter to just be kind. And she goes off on this thing about being kind. And I was, <sighs> so I said something. I said, um, that's cute. <laughs> but you realize that, like, if Roe v. Wade, she had nothing to do about, she, she didn't mention Roe v. Wade, didn't mention abortion or anything. But um, I was like, this is very poor timing on this post. It's cute what you're saying. But, like, think about your your child, your daughter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway. No, that I mean, that's a great point. It's like, yeah, I think sometimes that's a nice way. It's, it's a clever way for a lot of people, and especially the church, to be like, look, we're just doing good and being kind. But then it's like, yeah, they don't take into, into thought, like, Maybe you don't need to always just be kind. Like maybe you right. do need to stand up for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe you should like actually look at the world and say this needs to change. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. So it, it kind of switches back and forth between like uh, Elder Holland and Sister Holland on this article, just because like I think she, I don't know if he spoke after her because like it kind of it blends the two. I don't know. It, can I just say something? When you just said mm-hmm. Elder Holland and Sister Holland, I just was like, oh, my God, it's such a cult. Like, and also how the women are always sister. And mm-hmm. then the men 
be brother, but they also can be elder. There's no equivalent of elder oh, for yeah. women. That's anyway. true. It's a good point. Yeah. Well, and it's um, also like when you have um, so like we don't like you called him Jeff, and I was like yes, and I um, but you're not so. <laughs> Like, in the church, you're not supposed to do that because it's disrespectful to them. And I'm like, okay. It's like, it's disrespectful to call them by their actual name. Um, yeah, sir, <laughs> you're in a cult. Like. <laughs> Is that another win for Satan when we call him by his first name? No. Yeah, or when you don't include his middle initial, it's disrespectful. Uh. <laughs> oh. I don't, that whole thing with it. And then when you got like M. Russell Bow, M. Melvin. <laughs> Masturbating <laughs> Melvin. <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, making him sound important. Just go by Russell. Right, M. Russell. Just, yeah. yeah. Just go I by know. Russell Ballard. It's fine. <laughs> I know. I'm going to start calling you but Jacob E. Taylor for Jacob Elizabeth. That's what she calls you. Yeah. Uh, I get joy when she calls me that, even though she's mad at me when she does it. But yeah. <laughs> You are now Elder Jacob E. Taylor. Jacob E. Taylor. Or is it J. Elizabeth Taylor? Oh. I like that better. Yeah. I like that better. <laughs> All right, so Sister Holland addressed the congregation from the perspective of someone who was young once. I'm like, duh. <laughs> but yeah, she was, yeah, she's, uh, yeah, thank you, you for that. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a trope. I feel like old people do that so much, and it just makes them seem older when they're like, I was your age once. I mean, I'm getting to that age where I'm like, I remember being 16. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, I, I do that with my little sister, too. too. Like, I was yeah. a, when I was your age. <laughs> and the, the, the young people are like, okay. <laughs> okay, plenty of all. I'm like, ugh. Okay, <laughs> let's get you to bed. <laughs> yeah. Well, it even says, okay, I, mean, I didn't finish the sentence. It says, perspective of someone who was young once, but now has grown old. Oh, of course. <laughs> oh, it works. Okay. All right. So I just took this lifespan development class, and we talked about like how the perceptions of um, aging in this in society actually it's created like people don't want like um, there's a shortage of people that are going into like geriatry oh. because they don't want to. It, for one thing, it scares people to think of getting old, and so that's yeah. like. When you see an old person, like that's your, um, oh, it's like mm-hmm. a, it's a sign, it's a, um, it's a very apparent, um, sign of our, like our mortality. And so it's like, mm-hmm. it's like that's our future and it's staring you right in your face. And that's why people mm-hmm. don't like it. Mm-hmm. But, um, that's why we, oh. we don't associate with old people as much as we should. But, um, we really yeah, should, yeah. Some, there's a lot of cultures and societies that, actually embrace like their older yes. generations and for some reason America is just not that way and there's it's so constantly afraid of aging and getting old and like I I understand like I joke about it sometimes but I've recently adopted the the mindset of like it's 
such a privilege to grow old and to get older and to experience things. And like, I have gotten like a few gray hairs and whatever, you know, you get older, you notice like some wrinkles and stuff. And at first, (laughs) at first you're like, Oh God, like we've been conditioned to be like, I'm getting old. Oh no. Like I'm not desirable anymore. Like blah, 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 blah. But then it's like, you think like, Oh my God, like some people don't get that, like aren't allowed the privilege of, of getting a gray hair and experiencing life this far. So it's like, it it is funny how like, especially America has just super like, and we know it's all capitalism, right? Like buy our shit, buy our shit to look young and be Mm -hmm. attractive. Like you can just age gracefully and enjoy your life. But yeah, to your point. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. Yeah. I, I think that's really fascinating too. What you were saying about not as many people going into that practice because of our conditioned fear of growing old mm-hmm. yeah um and i was like while i was reading that, i was like maybe i should go into it just because you know just to, mm. but then i'm like that's a lot of school. <laughs> that is a lot of school yeah <laughs> i'm trying to but not you do, could it do it more. <laughs> <laughs> i don't blame you uh she says as i look back at my life and uh, and if I could live any part of it over again, I would do one thing differently, and that's to simplify. It seems, which is good, you know, it seems yeah. to me that everything is better when it is simplified. Our food, our clothing, our furnishings, and our schedules, which, yeah, totally. I agree. Also, that should include getting rid of all these weird church rules that make your Ooh. life more complicated than they should be. <laughs> that's right. Maybe... What's her name? Patricia? Maybe you should, uh, like, ditch Jeff. (laughs) Ditch Jeff. Ditch Jeff. (laughs) Yeah, Patty, get out there. Ditch Jeff and ditch the church and go on a fantastic cruise and meet a bunch of sexy old men. (laughs) Yeah. Get your groove back. You know that, um, how Stella got her groove back? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Patty got her fruit back. back. (laughs) (laughs) I go for it, Patty. (laughs) (laughs) Ditch Jeff. Ditch Jeff. I feel like that's the um, title of the episode. Um, Uh, what I regret most is that in my youth is that I didn't see the simple beauty of the gospel. I even made the gospel too complex. I felt it was no, too No, 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 Patty, you didn't make it too complex. It, it is. is. It is. And it's and it It's mental so, gymnastics to like yeah. decide like um well what about this? Oh, well, you know, that was because he was talking like a man at that time. Yeah. But, no, this other time he was talking like a prophet. Right. <laughs> and J-Dog just totally had a bunch of wives that he lied about, but he didn't sleep with them, but maybe he did. I don't know, but oh, this is me. This is my fault. I'm complicating things. Mm-hmm. Like, she's gaslighting yeah. herself and then essentially gaslighting the audience to be like, you're just overthinking. Like, yeah. but you're not, though, because that's reality. That's how the church is presented <laughs> to you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ugh. Uh, I felt it was too overwhelming, too difficult, and sometimes even too mysterious. Um, Google. Awesome. <laughs> and also well, it is it is like that's why we all have problems with it is because i think mysterious is a clever way of saying um it is fake and it's like confusing and it's uh mm-hmm. we've been lied to about things so then you're yeah 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 
Yeah, and those <sighs> mysteries are the things you're not supposed to read about or talk about. It's yep. the, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you know, then it doesn't hold up because it's right. not true. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it seemed to me that even as a young adult, I had to, to climb a mountain of righteousness, go through a fiery furnace of purification, and unravel every doctrinal controversy known to mankind. Well, that's a bit hyperbolic, but I had to walk uphill both ways in the snow. <laughs> I kind of feel for her because, like, we as Exmos, we went through that, like, questioning, and everything did seem like a lot. And then you realize that that's because it is, and you should question that stuff. But it's like. Yeah. But now that I also don't feel for her because she's saying don't do that. Like, don't think about things. Just turn it off. <clears throat> yeah, it's kind of hard to like. I sympathize with her a little more because as a you know, she's a woman that's been obviously very conditioned to you know and, and controlled by Jeff yeah. and by the church and everything. And and I uh, mean, she's been married to an apostle <laughs> for sixty years. Like, of yeah. course, that's gonna be. That's a lot to handle. Yeah. 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 Uh, She says, I thought I had to do these things if I were ever to be acceptable before God. Heartbreaking. It is. We we feel that. Like, I mean, that's what Sarah and I talk about a ton is like the, that idea of worthiness and Mm -hmm. you, your worth is defined by outside sources in the church. Mm -hmm. And, and yeah, like, and you have, uh, bishops that can that yeah. are not trained or not they're supposed to be men of God that are telling you if you're worthy or not exactly they're judging you on a, on your worthiness and then it's up to them to allow you into the temple where you're supposed to go to like be with God forever so she, she's saying that she was overthinking it but she wasn't uh-uh. like that's how it is yeah yeah uh, she says the gospel was never meant to be a mountain that young that young girl felt she could not climb. She said he wanted her and everyone else in the world to always be filled with hope. He wants us to know that the gospel is beautifully simple and simply beautiful. <laughs> Again, nice enough to say, but it's a nice that's little sound not bite, true. Right? It yeah. is, yeah, and it's just not true though because there is a lot of stuff and a lot of hills you have to climb in the Mormon Church and a lot of stuff you have to work out. A lot of things you have to do in order to be worthy and get your salvation. It's not just like, oh, this is simple. It's just a gift handed to you by Jesus. It's like, you got to do all these things and pay this money. And yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> well, and I think of like, um, like my parents' generation, probably yours too, and even hers, where it's like, it becomes where you're in it so long. It's, um, it's hard, harder to leave, I think, as far yeah. as especially, but like because it's become such a way of life. But like, and the idea of even questioning it doesn't ever cross your mind once you get to that point. I'm sure because it's like, well, this is. I mean, even if I have my doubts, like I'm comfortable where I am. You know, exactly. Like, there's yeah. a sense of comfort and a sense of like um, rhythm and. Um, routine routine and redundancy that's like okay well if i'm I'm doing these things and i can tell myself that i'm okay because they're telling me i'm okay right and 
And in our, like our family's cases, and I'm sure hers, everyone around you is in it. So like, it's, it's much scarier to question than to just go with it. Even if you have a doubt or two, it's like, well, everyone, I don't want to, it's way, way more frightening to think about not mm-hmm. believing. Yeah. Yeah. Goes back to the, um, don't ruffle, don't rock the boat. You just gotta yep. maintain the status quo. Yep, exactly. Uh, but have hope that everything is going to be get better because, and then if you keep praying and saying, oh, we pray for, um, we we put your name in the prayer roll, you know, so yeah. yep. that's what we did for you. Yeah, we're praying <laughs> for you. Uh, it's thoughts and prayers. That's such a hard thing. <laughs> when people say that they're praying for me, it's just like, Ugh. okay, I get the sentiment. I understand you're trying to say that you care about me, but like, there's not going to do anything. But whatever. When you're in a cult, you think it does something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. So she says, but don't, un- un- don't misunderstand. She emphasized, and speaking of hope, I do not mean that Christ should give us a magical wand or a modern <laughs> lightsaber. Or a magical rock in a hat. (laughs) 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 Or a Urim and Thummim seeing stones. Or that, um... Okay. Was it the Urim and Thummim that was, like, the, um... The compass that Lehigh supposedly had? Is that what it was called? Oh, the Leahona. Leahona, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's the irony of all these supposed magical objects in Mormonism and she's like kind of making light we don't need a magic wand of hope well I bet J-Dog give us one (laughs) (laughs) it's like a euphemism I didn't mean for it (laughs) (laughs) oh I feel gross (laughs) J-Dog's magical wand of hope his magical one I don't know. think about how little those people bathed and <laughs> but yeah I can see him totally being skeevy and being like oh I got a magical one for you I, I, <laughs> oh the, yeah, angel, yeah. the flaming sword's gonna get you if I don't carry <sighs> <you carry> me no <laughs> <laughs> Um, our hope has to be more than Pinocchio's when you wish upon a star, if it is to be the kind of hope the Savior taught. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Patty, you're killing me. You're killing me. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. So you can't just. Okay, so she's saying that your hope has to be deeper than just hoping. <laughs> it, has yeah. to be... <laughs> it has to be something else. Yeah, and I think she's going to, yeah, she gets, mm, all right, yeah, she, she'll get in. The sweet simplicity involved in discovering this gift of hope is that you don't have to search for it. You don't have to run around chasing after it. You don't, and you can't manufacture it, she said. In fact, she emphasized, our Heavenly Father has the larger portion of the task. Our part is to come unto him in loneliness and simplicity, and then we should worry not and fear not. I'm confused. (laughs) 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 So like, okay, it's deeper than just hoping like Pinocchio, Mm -hmm. but also 
You just need to like, like humble to, yourself. It's there. Yeah, it's just it's there. You don't have to search for it, but it's also like it's not just as simple as wishing upon a star. But I'm like, but wait, is it simple or is it not simple? What are you trying to say? Patty? Right. There's yeah, this. she's <laughs> she's saying that it's simple, but then she then she explains how it's not simple, and it's up to HF Heavenly Father. But then you also have a role to play, and then it's like, but wait, I'm confused. <laughs> Like okay, so Patty, honey, this is the this is the mental gymnastics we were talking about earlier. How it's like you have like this, but you don't have this, and then you but oh, but there's this too. Oh, but you know we have trading her mental gymnastics right after she said I made it too complicated. She's like, wait, let me explain this whole hope situation to you. It's really complicated. It's so simple, but it's kind of complicated, but it's, like, super simple when you really think about it, you know? Like, if you, like, just, uh, you know. But don't dig too deep into it, because that's too complex. Oh, my God, I'm crying. <laughs> oh, Patty, run away! Yeah, it's Jeff. Uh, in fact, she emphasized, oh, let's see. Uh, why so simple? Because behind everything Christ taught in every scripture, story, and parable is the promise that with God all things are possible. The promise that God's power can wipe away every tear. We are to let go of personal desperation and seek rest in the Lord. Uh, <laughs> but, okay, but it's just, again, like, don't feel, or you can feel your feelings, but then... God wipes away your tears. Yeah. And you should feel better. Well, I'm um, thinking from like a psychological perspective of like mental health and everything. Um, this is not good. <laughs> like no. to have so, to. And it also makes me think of, I've been thinking a lot about how like um, negative emotions are something that we, as like, I think we've been conditioned, especially to, especially in the church, but like, I think even in just in general in our society, negative emotions are seen as something you have to push away and you have to just yeah. like bury them down and then just like pick yourself up by the bootstraps. You know, it's that old idea of like pick yourself up yeah. and just keep moving. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm learning like more and more that um, negative emotions need to be validated as well and lived in and you need to uh, feel those emotions just as much as you need to feel the joy and the peace and that hope that they're talking about. And like, because when you work through those, that's, and you, you don't sit in them, you know, you don't stay in them forever, but you just figure out how to cope with them. Yeah. And you understand why you have those, what is it that's making me feel this way? And then that's how you improve. Right. And how you, like, work through that emotion. Yeah. Instead of just... <laughs> acting like it's not happening or like I'm just going to give this to God and I'll I'll just pretend I'm fine and then yeah. you bottle it in and it comes out in some other awful way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. hmm. It's almost like um I don't know, suppression of like voices like oh, uh, let's talk about like this might be a thing but uh maybe I shouldn't go here but like black violence like people black people are seen as violent because right. and it's because they've been suppressed and they right. haven't been able to their these negative emotions that they've had because like oh our you know their whole history has been wiped away and like because well, yeah. a lot of them 90 whatever percent of them don't even know what country they're from like they know they're from Africa but they don't know like their but, lineage you know right. they they've had to like build it up from oh all we know is that from 
the 1800s or 1700s in America is when we like we and came here, you know. And so know. Mm-hmm. yeah, and then but we and they've been expected to act a certain way and like be peaceful, be kind, and it's like in living in circumstances that are terrible. Yeah. And not yeah, being able to um, get rights and ex- or even just express themselves in a way yeah. uh, that gets out those feelings. Yeah. Exactly. Oh. <sighs> anyway, <laughs> I didn't not expect to go there, but you know, whatever. <laughs> Patty did it. <laughs> Patty did it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, echoing Elder Holland's teaching, Sister Holland said, hope is linked with faith and charity. Please do not do as I did when I was younger and make these virtues so huge and complex that we feel despair trying to understand them. Cherish their simplicity. <laughs> Patty, though, you just made hope complex for us just like two seconds like, ago. <laughs> can you imagine what she would say about faith and charity? Ugh. No, I don't want to know. <laughs> 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 there's a picture, uh, just so you know, there's a picture of the attendees of, like, these young adults, and they just all, like, oh, there's mostly, I see, like, one man, one boy, and, like, it's all girls Oh. in this okay. picture, except for, like, huh. I don't know if it's just, like, that one section, but, like, there's a lot of young girls in this that are the same. Oh. Hmm. Um... Let's see. She says, I offer you this one simple little sequence. Faith is the conviction that there is a God. Hope is trusting he will help us. And charity is his love working through us to bless others. Mm. I mean, that sounds nice. But... It sounds nice, but again, yeah. But then she's going to complicate it again. <laughs> so she says, Mr. Holland added that illuminating faith, hope, and charity is the unspeakably beautiful an unspeakably simple gift of the light of Christ. This light, so closely linked to hope, is a gift given to every man, woman, and child who ever has been or ever will be born into mortality. It is embedded in our very natures. It is part of our very souls. So it's just, those are just the light of Christ that doesn't, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, so simple, but it's not as simple as like Pinocchio's wish upon a star and lightsaber or whatever. I don't, She's making something that is simple when you just say it not simple. I should telling just, you to not she make could have just left it at that one. The you know yeah. keep going. Yeah. Uh, she yeah. says, My wonderful young friends. Ugh, I just the condescending. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. My most earnest prayer tonight, my hope, is that you as young adults all over the world will receive this call as your personal ministry. You will take the hope of which the Savior spoke and carry it like a torch to those who feel the world is very dark and a very difficult place. The bearing of this light is to do, to be your Latter-day ministry. So mm. it's basically like, go serve a Your mission. ministry. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They had to, I mean, that's mm-hmm. a very passive way. Well, not, I mean, it's, it's like a subliminal message, like, go serve a mission. We need you to serve a mission. Mm-hmm. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, we need more people. We need more converts. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. We're almost. Yep, we're almost done. Let's see. Uh, so it goes back to Jeff. Uh, Elder Holland added to Sister Holland's counsel to the scriptural encouragement to face the future as cheerfully as possible. <sighs> Someone once wrote, but then it's like. You know, you ever doom scroll on Instagram or whatever, uh-huh. and you're just like, oh, uh-huh. shit. And it's just like, especially politically lately, I'm just like, oh, shit. 
Oh. Oh yep. shit. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. Like, yeah, no. and it's it's fine to say be cheerful, but like, you, yeah, in the light of a lot of shit that's happening, you don't need to be cheerful about it. Yeah. You can like, be angry. Angry is a valid emotion. You can be angry. You can be sad. You can feel those feelings, just like you were saying. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, someone once wrote that uh, of all the encouragement Christ extends to us in the scriptures, of all the hope he repeatedly offers to us, that which that which we repeatedly fail to accept is the encouragement to be of good cheer. No. <laughs> it's the whole toxic positivity, too. Like, it's just yeah. like, it's just, yeah. just be happy. Just be happy. Also, <laughs> think about how you were the chosen generation and you were, you, we, you were above everybody else because you already know the truth. You yeah. Know, that yeah. Whole message. And also think about how this would affect uh, one of those young girls in the audience that is struggling with depression. Mm, it's just yeah. like, just be cheerful. Just oh be cheerful. God, yeah. It's fine. Yeah. And so, then they're like, but I, I'm, I'm not capable of that. I need like, I need medicine and therapy and blah, blah, blah. And then Jeff is saying like, well, Christ said, be cheerful. Just be cheerful. Yeah. Oh, and it just goes to that, like their whole, just read the scriptures. Just yeah. pray. Like, you don't need a therapist. Just go, <sighs> you know, you don't need antidepressants. Just pray about it. And yeah, just pray. Will, just read your scripture. The Holy Ghost will hug you and mm, mm. make you feel all warm and cozy. Mm. No. <laughs> uh, since that's science. Um, <laughs> may we please take. Christ at his word in that regard. May we embrace that happy, hope-filled invitation tonight as we seize yet another chance to start a new year and make up our lives exactly what we want them to be. Uh, The grandeur of the Savior's example in this matter deserves our reverence as we face a new year, a year that might hold some challenges for some of us. We taught, think about it. How... Okay, I'll think about it. How could Jesus speak (laughs) cheerfulness in the midst of all the anguish that he faced moving toward the crucifixion? Even oh my God! Again, the whole like you didn't mm-hmm. have it as bad as Jesus. So yeah, stuff. but that's whole, yeah. that's the whole fucking point of Jesus is that he suffered everything. So like I shouldn't have to feel guilty because he suffered for that. Right. Like, that just, like why? Right. Oh, I didn't. They have go back to like Jesus because he's the son yeah. of God supposedly, but like he. Okay, <laughs> so I'm supposed to just oh I just I'm just, my thing's just little tiny, but yeah. yours his was worse. Yeah. So. so whatever happens to me or whatever I'm feeling, it's nothing. And Jesus was had it worse. So oh, I just need to be happy. Yeah. <sighs> <sighs> yeah. <sighs> Uh, even in the fateful atmosphere that must have prevailed at the Last Supper, Christ is still reminding his disciples of the reason for, for and their duty to be of good cheer. I have wondered with the pain that lay ahead of him, how could he speak so positively and expect his brethren to view all of this so buoyantly? Uh, it's just the same shit. Um, surely this manifestation of his faith, of his hope and charity comes because he knows the end of the story. He knows righteousness prevails when final accounts are completed. He knows that light always conquers darkness forever and forever and forever. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I just, I, it's just so much of like, like we're, it goes on. I'm not going to read all that because it's, 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 it's his, like him just saying like Christ had it worse. Yeah. Yeah. He was still cheerful over, when over. he died for the world. And um, yeah. Uh, given life's distractions and Lucifer's temptations. Oh, God. 
Staying hopeful and cheerful may be difficult, said Elder Holland. At some point, the hopes and convictions of all of God's children will undoubtedly be tested and refined in the crucible of personal suffering. He says, my beautiful young friend's untested faith isn't much faith at all. Oh, again, we need to have tests and trials. This is mm-hmm. just a challenge and a trial, and you need to prove your faith to God. Ugh. It's like that. So, you know, the premortal whatever doctrine that they talk about, how you choose your battles, basically, like you've chosen. This is the trial that you've chosen. And you, like, you chose chose to be gay in this life because you knew that it would be a difficult thing that you could take, but you knew that you could handle it. Uh. (laughs) That's not how that works. (laughs) (laughs) Not how that works, Steph. (laughs) But, uh, well, and I, so when my sister died, like, and I was going through all that grief, I just, like, people would say, they would say, first of all, they would say, I'm sorry, which at the time I was like, that would make me angry because I'm like, well, it's not your fault. But then I'm, Mm. and then also, um, like, the grieving is meant to be, like, in the church seems to be like, there's like a time limit to it. Like, Mm. you can grieve up until this point and then it's acceptable. And then after that, you're supposed to be just fine. Like, that's what it kind of felt like. Like, oh, you're still su- you're still sad over that? Like, why are you still so sad about that? I'm like, um, my sister passed away. Like, I'm probably going to be sad about it forever in some yeah. capacity. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Let's do, do, do. Where was I? My Crucible of Pain. Well, I remember reading that. My beautiful young friends. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's we already read that. We had better be because life has its storms and squalls, and a sandy foundation simply will not hold when the wind blows and the rain descends and those floods come. The wise man built his house upon a rock. Upon the rock. <laughs> the wise man built, built, built his house upon a rock. Uh, then Elder Holland spoke to any wrestling with the burden of guilt and nothing so damages and deflates our hope and brings greater alienation from God than transgression brings. Ugh. So if you sin, then you're not going to have hope mm-hmm. and Satan's going to get you. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> yeah. Again, it's all your fault. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Elder Holland said he and Sister Holland consciously chose to not talk much about sin or guilt, but that it would would be irresponsible not to talk some of what the Lord has said is our obligation to teach. No. <laughs> okay, we weren't going to talk much about sin, but uh, we're still God gonna, told us we uh, have to. Did, yeah. uh, I ask you tonight to deal with the burden of transgression immediately, starting this hour. Oh, I remember these talks. I remember these types of talks like, you need to go and repent right now. Right, right now. now. Go pray and say you're sorry for something. There's something you've been doing wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're immediately like thinking like, what have I done wrong? Oh, oh, there was that thing that I lied about. And there was that. Yeah. Oh, and I, mm, I masturbated. <laughs> yeah, there was that, that thing. Okay. Yeah. There is something wrong with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you start so you feel all guilty already. Like I can just picture how these yeah. kids are feeling right now. Just like yeah. feeling like really great about themselves, but there's hope. There's hope. hope, even though they're just knocking you down now, like, you need to start repenting right this hour. Yeah. 
sin being the greatest enemy of hope and happiness that I know of in all the world, go before the Lord with your confession and go before the bishop of your, if your sin requires it. God. But, cha- mm-hmm. but change whatever is wrong, large or small. Repentance is the way we get a fresh start. It is the way we get an elevated future. <sighs> Life is difficult enough without carrying a pack of mistakes on your back. It's that, that um, you know, put rocks in your backpack mm-hmm. and you're carrying them around and mm-hmm. uh, unload that. Sorry, I just <laughs> unload. Um, anyway. How about they should just tell these people <laughs> that they're they're good as they are and they're worthy and like yeah. have hope. Jesus loves you. But no, it's like, well, we told you to have hope and now we're telling you that you have a bunch of sins you need to go repent for. Yeah, so which is it? That's the, that's that whole simple, complex thing. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, okay, so I'm hopeful that everything's great, but, like, I'm also, like, the worst person in the world. Yeah, okay. I also <laughs> Oh, get oh, change anxiety for peace. Yeah, okay. Oh, I didn't realize it was that simple. Yeah, oh, just... Be, oh, yeah. I just, all I to do is swap it out. It, yeah, just... <laughs> <laughs> Don't need them. Katie, like, uh, just change it. <laughs> My whole life. <laughs> a little switch. Now, see, are you anxious? Do you have anxiety anymore, Katie? Because he told no, you. No. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> Peace and blessings, yes. Uh, change sorrow for happiness. Ha- Ugh, you can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so annoying. I <laughs> know. Oh, no. oh. oh, but then he has to bring it back to Christ gave his very life in order that you could be free to do that. <sighs> mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, let's see. Closing, Elder Holland blessed the young adults ugh, that the simple but exquisite power inherent in the principles of salvation, such as faith and hope and charity, will always be evident and efficacious in your life. I bless anyway. He gives this whole thing. That's 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 pretty much it. I'm not gonna read his little blessing, but uh, I bless you because I'm so powerful. I can bless you, and it yeah. does nothing. I did nothing except for make you feel worse about yourself. Yeah, you just have to change it. <laughs> Flip yeah. a little switch, and you're good. Good to go. Yeah. A good job of invalidating everybody's feelings. That's what yeah. That <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm anxious. I'm bad. I'm depressed. I'm angry. Oh, just you're just, just making it all out. up in your brain. You're just making yeah. it all up in your brain. So you just have to just just flip the switch yeah. and you're good to go. You're you're fine. Yeah. yeah. Don't even. God, that was that was annoying. <laughs> 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 I well, lost I'm, it there. I did a full on like. <laughs> I, know, I loved it. <laughs> oh, we can't do it. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> no. Oh. Uh, yeah. Oh, well, thank you for sharing that. For reading yeah. it. Yeah. Now you can go about your day thinking of how um, <laughs> simple life is and how. <laughs> it's just simple and um. Yeah, I just, just have hope, happy. but like a different kind of hope, not just wish upon a star. Also, <laughs> yeah, your anxiety, just swap it for peace. <laughs> Come on, Jeff. <laughs> yeah. And Patty, you need to ditch Jeff. That's the. That's ditch the Jeff. That's my takeaway from this yeah. lesson is yeah. ditch Jeff. Yes. Yeah, mine too. I like that. 
Could you imagine what would you imagine the uh, controversy if like one of the apostles got a divorce? <gasps> I cannot even imagine. That's something crazy to think about that none of them have gotten divorced, Mm-mm. as far as I know. Like that seems very That's controlling. Just... Yeah. Like, oh. Yeah. yeah that mm. would be a controversy, and I would love it. I would. Yeah. Yes. Especially if the wife, like, left the church. <gasps> oh. Because then she would be labeled as what was it, the sons of perdition, but she would be. You know, oh, yeah. yeah. She knows. That she really go. Really going to outer darkness. <laughs> do you think the. So, speaking, this is probably like, this is totally out there. The second anointing, do you think the women get it too? Like the, the prophet, the I, apostles? I wife? think they. I think they do. Like, uh, if the. I think that they go together as a couple. If the man gets it, then his wife, I'm pretty sure, although I don't know, but I would Uh, guess that they go together. mm, Interesting, interesting. Yeah. It's so weird. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's just whenever I see things like this or like read things like this, I'm like, yep, it was a cult. It's it's just still Mm -hmm. a cult. And I was definitely part of it. Still a cult. And I always think, like, if I would have been in that audience as a little, like, a young girl, I wouldn't have seen anything wrong with it. Like, I might have been slightly oh, bored. I might have been like, okay, I get it. Like, have hope. Like, whatever. Oh, but yeah. and I might have been, like, kind of bored wanting to go do something else. But I wouldn't have, like, realized how problematic all of it yeah. is. Well, and because they don't, um, they're so good at, like making it sound pretty and mm-hmm. like you're just like mm-hmm, yeah that sounds good i'm gonna write that in my journal mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yep mm-hmm. change anxiety for peace got it yep. boom yep and, you know that a bunch yeah. of those those young girls wrote that in their journal oh absolutely in big letters too like change yeah. anxiety for peace and then yep. they'll put it on put the notes in their mirror <gasps> on their mirror <laughs> i did that shit i did that <laughs> uh <laughs> When I was preparing for my mission, I would put mission scriptures on my mirror, too. So. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, thank you for coming on that yeah. journey with me. Thank um, you for having me. <laughs> uh.